Crickets with Jay Fortier, Chris Martineau, and Melanie Howerton. On this week's episode, I fill in for Chris, and Melanie's daughter Emma joins us, and we review the 1997 American spy comedy film, Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Oh, behave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Does it stand the test of time? Let's find out. Your film crickets are on now. All right. Hey, friends. Uh, my name is Jay Fortier, and I am <laughs> along with my good friend, Melanie Howerton. How you doing, Melanie? Good. How are you guys doing today? All right. Um, welcome to the film crickets. Chris Martineau is not here today. Um, and if you want to know what the film crickets are, we are a podcast that basically takes a movie from 1980 all the way up to 1999 one movie per week and we would decide whether or not that movie holds the test of time um so well once again we are joined by our good friend steve lavoy steve what's going on guys hey steve hey welcome again he also does our intros and uh, the the voices that you hear in the different segments of the show mm-hmm. and once again um but for a different role this time, <laughs> uh, we have Emma Howerton, and it's uh, Melanie's daughter, and we are excited to have her because this is one of her favorites, one of her favorites. I don't want to say it's her favorite, but it's up there. Hi, um, yeah. It is Austin Powers, so welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, this this will be fun. It's it's one of those movies I saw. Uh, I mean, just, hey, let's get right to it. You know, when we saw it, or uh, how it affected us, or you know, how often we've seen it. Um, I saw it. Um, I think I saw it in the theater. I don't know. It's one of those. that's kind of a blur. Um, I know one thing. When I did see it, I thought it was awesome, um, and I really had a lot of fun with it. And we bought it quickly after we watched it, and. Watch, watch it a bunch of times. I think I lost it somewhere along the lines, you know, like you lose stuff. Uh, um, you know, like, what the hell happened to that DVD? You know, or uh, maybe we bought it on tape. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. I think it was DVD, though. Um, either way, um, it's it's just one of those. It was so original. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, I had not seen it in a while. But this, out of all of the three, is my favorite. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Go to Emma. Okay, well, All right. I grew up watching it, which is weird because of what the movie is, <laughs> but I'm not, I just, I, every single time there was like, I just remember being little and every single time there was like a birthday or something at my house, it was just always on in the background <laughs> and I just remember So the wholesome entertainment was happening. Yes, yes. <laughs> I just remember growing up watching it and then like. Like, a year ago, I just, like, got back into it. Like, I mean, I've always, like, watched it. But, like, a year ago, like, for a month straight, I just start. I kept watching the three of them. And then, so, I just, I've always liked the movies a lot. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go with uh, Melanie. I don't remember the first time I ever saw it. Um, but I just always remember just watching it. And then I knew that the kids would like it. So, um started getting into it obviously she grew up with me so that's why it was always on in the house um and then uh and then i bought them for her i think it was either i think it was like one of the christmases i bought them for her 
Yeah. On yeah, DVD. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it one of those movies that you guys quote all the time to each other or what? Um not really. Not it, really. I mean, I mean yeah. if I say something from it, I usually don't say it to my mom. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll, like right, right, right. like cuz I mean, yeah, here we are. watch them. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain so movies if I that say we something, have quotes it's me from. And him. Yeah, it's it's not this one. and they actually dressed up. Um oh. <laughs> Yeah, she was a fembot and he was Austin Powers for their first Halloween together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. What about That's you, awesome. Steve? Well, I do have to ask a question. I'm going to just kind of throw it out there right now. Like growing up as a kid watching shows, uh, watching the gen- you know, the Dukes of Hazzard, I wanted a General Lee. Watching Airwolf, I wanted a helicopter. Watching this as a kid, were you asking every year for a Swedish penis pump? I just got to know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't we think weren't. personally I was. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Big girls, no, we weren't. <laughs> okay. All right. Just want you know, just just throwing it out there. Uh, yeah. You'd, you'd have to ask that to a, to a young kid, I guess. I was a boy. Yeah. Um, no, you know, but I, I first time I watched it, uh, honestly. I think it just come out, and I, I was watching this going. I think this might have been the first DVD that we rented. Uh, I was watching it. It was my my brother, myself, and, and a friend. We had just moved into a house, and Friday nights was like blockbuster night. And they're like, "Hey, we got this movie called Austin Powers," and I'm like, "Oh, I, I never never heard of it." Um, but it was it was right around the time where I was watching uh, SNL more than I ever have, you know. So so it was, I I knew of of uh, Mike Myers, and so I'm like, all right, cool, all right. And we started watching it, and instantly, um, it was it was funny, you know. It was it was the type of humor I was into. It's the type of movie yeah. where uh, there's a lot of lines that might you might not catch the first time, um, but but it's one of those where you don't have to overthink the movie, you know. You just yeah. sit back, relax, and laugh, you know. It wasn't like one of those somebody movies that, that is too serious it's like I don't know you almost have to have some sort of like master's degree to watch them you're like what happened now what who what did I miss what what did they say who's the criminal you know it's just too much like it's it's overload yeah. like this is just one of those grab a beer some popcorn and just laugh you know and, and, and that was one of these movies so so that's I, I always remember the first time kind of watching and I and I don't usually remember the first time watching a movie when you guys ask that question it's always like i don't know when the hell i watched this but that one for for some reason maybe because it was i think on dvd and it was something new it was like oh cool all right let's check it out uh but yeah definitely yeah it's really good like you said it's like you can just sit back and you know you're gonna laugh i mean like literally every single line and the facial expressions that come from mike myers and (laughs) it's just hilarious his son like everything they say i just don't see how you could watch this and not just crack up the whole the entire movie it's just a feel-good movie and and like jay said number one's my favorite as well (laughs) oh yeah yeah Mm. definitely yeah i mean it though it it upsets me because that always seems this one seems to get glossed over the most um i i everybody seems to like every time one is airing it's usually two or three um airing somewhere yeah you're right though yeah. yeah, I mean, I usually, and I usually. It's see like, the why is this one. the forgotten one? Yeah. With that? Well, the second. I, I usually see funny. the second one. Like, like whenever I see it on right. or something, it's usually the second one. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I'm, yeah. as fine as that may be, I don't think it's better than this at all. No. Like, I mean, so like, I don't know why that one gets all the attention. Maybe because of Mini Me. Oh, well, uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mini oh, Me's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was going to say, honestly, I think I've seen two more than I've seen one, and mm-hmm. uh, probably because it's been just on more on television. But I do like the mini-me, and, and I thought that really brought out a lot of fun to the movie. And, and obviously the jokes are 
like the same as the first, just a little different, you know, but but it was the same type of humor. Um, that It was kind of like a run-on of the first. So I, I don't know. I, I do like the second one a lot, uh, but, but obviously the first one's pretty good too. Yeah. Well, what's so good about the first is the um, fish out of water aspect. Um, anybody thrust forward, in, yeah. you know, 30 years into the future would be lost. I mean, yeah. I'm already lost sometimes, and <laughs> you know, like with you know, like with some of today's people, I'm like, what? Um, and the beginning so, is hilarious. But, oh my god, when they're like dethawing him and everything, they're like, warm liquid goo phase, <laughs> evacuation <laughs> complete, and then like the, the the computer cannot say complete. She says tries to say it like a thousand times because he just he keeps peeing, peeing, and you can see his yeah. ankles and his feet underneath that thing, and. And he said he has to lean over on the wall. Yeah, he's to hold there for so long. Yeah. He's tired. <laughs> that is that cracks me up every time I watch that. I love that whole beginning of it. It's so funny. <laughs> I, I, I don't um, know what it would be like though to be frozen. Like so, obviously, I think Walt Disney is frozen. I don't know what oh. it would be like <laughs> to be frozen, and then if they unthaw you and you come back to life years later, that's gotta be a trip. It really is. It's it's, yeah. it's gotta be like. I mean, that was 30 years. And, and, and by the way, now to then, right, we're almost 60 years from the late 60s from, from when yeah. they were talking about when he got frozen. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it, would, it would just be wacky. I, I, I don't, you know, and so, so that was kind of a trip with just 30 years. Could you imagine being 60 years later? Just, uh, it's I mean, just And weird. it's like, it's huge things. It's not just like, I mean, not that, not too much has changed in the 2000s compared to, if you look at the decades of the 60s to the 70s to the 80s to the 90s, like huge things. I mean, we're, you know, in the 50s, there, you know, like segregation and people landing on the moon and colored TVs and cell phones and just huge things that, that were just not there before when he was frozen. Um, you know, I, there's so much technology now. I think that if you were frozen now and then got unfrozen in 20 years, I don't think there would be that huge of a difference compared to be frozen in the 60s and then you know that those are huge decades where there was a lot of change right and you can even like you can even tell that when like when he is unfrozen and he's talking to the guards and he sees that one of them are russian and he's like oh hi comrade like yeah and like talks about like capitalist pigs and he's like oh austin we won and he's like Oh, capitalism! Yay! <laughs> like, yeah. he totally misses that the whole war is over and everything. Like, like stuff like yeah. that. Just yeah. like big things. Yeah, yeah. I I like him going through the list of people. Like, like, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Dead. <laughs> alcohol, alcohol, drugs, uh, drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Mama Cass ham sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> like just. <laughs> Or how about when uh, um, she was like, Mr. Powers, my job is to, you know, kind of get you used to the 90s. And a lot has changed since 1967. He goes, no doubt, love. But as long as people are still having promiscuous sex with many anonymous partners without any protection, while at the same time experiencing with, experimenting with uh, drug, um, no, what did he say? Experimenting with mind-expanding drugs. Um, with a consequence-free environment, I'll be sound as uh, a pound. <laughs> like, and she's just looking at him like, okay. Yeah. And I was telling my daughter, I'm like, my God, it was really like that back then. That's insane. Like how the, the 60s were crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just to think, that's when our grandparents <laughs> were around and our parents. Well, I think, I mean, they obviously had STDs back then, but I think what really put a... 
really kind of putting a lid on that was was AIDS, right? I mean, AIDS was such a huge yeah. thing coming out of the early 80s that that's yeah. when it really took a hook. And, and it was like, all right, uh, that whole free love thing kind of went away as much as it, you know, when, I mean, that was the, what, the 60s, the sexual revolution. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, they all they worried about back then was maybe crabs or a clap or something. It wasn't, it wasn't as bad, <laughs> Jesus you know, the, yeah. what, I, I forget a few. No, no, it's just the, you know, like all bad stuff, know, but I mean, usually with a, with a shot of penicillin, <laughs> it went away. Right. I mean, but, but then AIDS came out and it was like, okay, this is a whole new game. And I think that kind of put a stop to a, to a lot of that. I would say. Oh, yeah. I could and all the mind altering drugs that everyone just freely took off and it was just fine. You know, like it, people were just so into it. You know, now it's like if somebody was going to do drugs or something, they would. Kind of, I would think they would kind of keep it on the down low. Before it was like, hey, you know, it was just like the thing to do. Let's let's just come over to the side of my lawn here and let's just all have orgies and do ten thousand things of drugs. And it was just perfectly perfectly acceptable. <laughs> I mean, like I can't. Like, I said to my daughter, I'm like, that's why we're all screwed up. This was our parents and grandparents. <laughs> it was definitely the gateway. I mean, Woodstock was right around the time that he got yeah. frozen, right? So Woodstock was like. Yeah. 69 i think he got frozen around 67 you know what I like? so what i like that he got frozen with his glasses on <laughs> yeah. did he yeah mm-hmm. yeah like he, Was he in there you see him, he's you, you see him frozen with his glasses and he gets thawed out with his glasses on i That's just think funny. it's like what a weird thing to happen they'd be, they'd be like stuck to his skin like oh yeah, yeah definitely yeah <laughs> yeah you gotta wonder how they do that though like how would they freeze someone without losing your skin i mean i I mean, it, I mean, you freeze chicken in the freezer. After a while, you just can't have it anymore, right? I mean, it's, you know, it's <laughs> like, so, I, yeah, it's freezer burnt, right? So I, I don't know how the hell they do that. It, it's like, and how long you can possibly be frozen. Um, to, and to think that that part of the movie is actually real, right? So it's yeah. like, you know, there's a lot of stuff when we watch movies, like, oh, that doesn't happen. But people yeah. are being frozen. Mm-hmm. You see, Vanilla Ice was in there too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they freeze them in some sort of a liquid goo. <laughs> no, they warm they them up their... with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe they they're freezing them with some sort of liquid goo to keep their skin soft. I don't well, know. They're like a giant hot pocket, you know. <laughs> yeah. Something that maybe, maybe they're just full of aquaphor in there first or something. Yeah, they just lube them up real good and then put them in the ice chamber and they're like, "All right, you're good to go." <laughs> yeah. Crazy stuff. No man. air can get in there. Put a lot of tin foil, you know, and keep it fresh for a while. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, it's it's the the visuals were good. I mean, I love the joke with uh, how the cat used to be a big fluffy cat. Oh my god, I love that. Mixed yes. cats, you know, and he's so all shaky. Funny. Yeah, um, he was a Persian, oh, and now he's. By the way, yeah. uh, forgive me if you're going to talk about this uh, during TMI, yeah. but. Um, Dr. Evil is based on Lorne Michaels. Which I didn't know that, by the way. Uh, yeah, I have that down. Well, also, too, it was not, it was, I'll, I'll go on to that after, but it was based off of her character, but it was also based off of You're Gonna Die when you find out, like, you, I don't know if you already know, like the actual like person that they took that from, too. That wasn't a James Bond no, movie. No, we'll save it. Though. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, oh, I love um, in the beginning, and, and I did write this down. Um, Oh, my God. Will Ferrell, because you had said, wasn't that his Hmm. first film debut? But it was so funny when he was like, someone help me. I'm still alive. Only I'm very badly burned. (laughs) And then then later on, like, he's on the phone. He goes, 
he's trying to talk to everybody having a meeting. Some of you I know, some of you I've not met. And then he goes, and he's still screaming in the background. He goes, excuse me. Yes, he's down there. No, not dead. Burned badly. <laughs> that was so funny. I, I thought that was a great scene. And, and that's one where they kind of did that again in the second movie, right? Where the guy mm-hmm. falls down mm-hmm. a cliff and he goes, I, hold on, I got to check my leg. Yeah, I think it's broken. Oh, yeah, it's definitely broken. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so yeah. they kind of yeah. They yeah, it was him again. that a little bit. Yeah. But that's, that's when it's so fault. It was Will Ferrell again. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, it was, he was the same character in both. He was the one that went down the and, and yeah. I guess in part two, like it, it's uh, if you repeat the same question three times, I have to answer it because I just can't take listening That's to the right. same question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that was actually kind of funny. That's um, funny. but I just love this that you know the hello, <laughs> you know, like the way he's yelling. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm in a lot of pain. Yeah, I'm very badly burned. Now it's just uh, I don't know, just really cool. Were you surprised? that Dana Carvey didn't have a role in this movie. Like, so obviously we knew, we knew these characters a little bit from SNL and, and we had Wayne's world that had come out just a few years before that. Right. Um, was that 94? I think was Wayne's world. Uh, so a few years before that, uh, were you surprised that he well, wasn't the first in one it? Was earlier. Like, were you, were you just surprised that there weren't more like, especially Dana Carvey being a uh, kind of his, partner in, in a lot of those uh, films and, and on SNL. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. I know Colin Quinn was offered the role of Scott Evil, but he turned it down because he was doing a lot of ri- writing projects. <clears throat> but yeah, that's kind of weird. That, that would have made him, that would have been weird being like a, a lot older of a son. Yeah. Yeah, I loved who they picked for that. I thought he was so good. No, yeah, he's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. With, I'm hip. I'm cool. Yeah. And he chases him around like this, like, don't look at me like I'm Frankenstein. And like that's exactly yeah. what he's acting like. And he's yeah. like, No, I don't want to hug you. Face. Yeah. And that was the Macarena, right? Is that is that what he was doing? Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean <laughs> Jay and I have nightmares about the Macarena after DJing so many weddings mm. back in the nineties. Um, I, I don't know about you, Jay, but, <laughs> oh my God, but it, it was like, we used to watch and like, oh, they want to do the Macarena. Oh crap. You know, like, like really it was like, oh, here we go. It's going to be one of those, one of those bunches. I, I, but it was, it was such, I mean, such a hit. It was huge. Whoever, yeah. whoever came up with that. I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Cause it wasn't country line dancing. It was something that was like in style. At the time when you could go to a club and then, then everybody could get together what? and you just wanted to run up there and do it. Yeah. And it was after like the electric slide had faded, mm-hmm. like you know, like nobody cared anymore. So like, it, like cool is something else we like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it reeks. Well, 90s, no. See, and, it? and like, is it one yeah. of those things? Like, if right. you had to bury something in a '90s chest, like one of those time pieces, oh yeah, would the Macarena be in that chest? Like, it's just so '90s, especially. In Rhode Island, because Rhode Island had like the record for the amount of times it was played on radio, wow. like for like at the time it was like it played it the most. That's funny. For some reason, I know. I believe it. Um, but yeah, no, this the uh, obviously the guy who's num- plays number two, they they have uh, um, Rob Lowe play him in the second one, uh, but mm-hmm. that you know that that's a whole funny thing when he goes to the uh, into the toilet. And then he's like saying, who does number two work for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Tom Arnold's in the yeah. next stall. Like Tom Arnold is so funny he sometimes. Is. Like, you know, like the guy gets like, um, 
the guy kind of gets made fun of, you know, like he, he came into the scene, like, you know, became a lot more popular when he married Roseanne um, and then like became, you know, sort of like this star as a result. But he really has some really funny stuff. Oh, he was funny, funny in True Lies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, remember like in True him. Lies? He was really great. And there was another scene and, in True um, Lies that was in the toilet area as well. <laughs> um, I forget. But it's yeah, one of those things that, that with him after you watched a movie... Like, I don't know about you, but I remember my buddies and I would go into some of the stalls and we would actually ask for a courtesy flush. You know, it was just one of those things. Like, it was just so much fun. You know, it's like, oh, hey, just like the movie. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where you, I like, you can't laugh. You, know? you, you just think about the movie and it, when he, just an everyday situation. Yeah. When he walks into this, the, 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 the men's room, he goes, you didn't happen to see, and he sees a blind man and he goes, anything at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's awesome. Yeah, I was just, I just, when we were watching it, I just pointed that out to my mom and I was like, oh, this is really good. Hey, <laughs> like, this is a good scene. Yeah. And then especially when, good. no, yeah. And then especially then when um, Austin comes out of the stall and uh, the cowboy guy sees him and he's like, Man, what did you eat? <laughs> sees the body in the toilet. Like, I will. I will say, not even phase. One of my yeah. weirdest bathroom moments, though, Jay, has got to be at your wedding. But when oh you do, you remember the guy at your wedding who was in the bathroom? He was like handing out towels. I don't know if you remember. Well, so I, I, mean, I just remember. I, and I remember I, that I, there was one. I, but... There was a guy in, in your bathroom handing out towels, and he sat there and he was doing like this. He was doing this clapping thing, and, and it was so rhythmic. But, I mean, it was like, it was the weirdest thing trying to go to the bathroom and having this guy just sit there and clap. <laughs> so I remember going back to the table and telling all the guys, like, hey, if you haven't been to the bathroom yet, you got to check it out. You know, I don't know if he's doing requests. I'm not sure. But but he had this rhythmic clapping going on, and it was it was, it was was something else. So I just, every time and I you think walk up to of him. your wedding, I just I think of the, the bathroom clapper. Do you know any Zeppelin? <laughs> How about a little black dog? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was that, odd. But... I was going to say this for the trivia part, but I think this this is just so funny. Was that um, you know he wrote this he wrote this script and I'll go in it in like about two weeks, but a lot of it was not used. The, like he said that thirty to forty percent of this movie was completely improvised while they were doing it. And um, that whole shh, <laughs> you know, with Mike Myers going back and forth with Seth Green was just completely all ad-libbed. And then, you know, when that guy was like, everybody's always after my lucky charms. And then <laughs> she, she goes on and on, like Frau or whatever her name is. She goes on and on about the lucky charms commercials and trying to explain it to him. She just ad-libbed that entire thing. Like, that wasn't even the script. So um, to, to have a movie where you have such good actors and actresses that... 30 to 40% of this is ad-libbed and came out as good as it did. It's just amazing to me. Um, and Mike Myers said this was his favorite mm -hmm. performance of anything that he's ever done. So. But it's what they it's do, good. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. isn't that what they do? They're, they're SNL cast members yeah. all week yeah. long. They're just kind of probably going back and forth and, and just having fun yeah. with it. I, I don't think a lot of SNL is scripted. I don't believe. Yeah. Um, so it, it was just kind of like what they did. And and that's cool because you're letting them 
be what they are. They're talented people, and and they're and they're just coming out with stuff. And and it's like, hey, listen, if it's not good, we'll cut it. But if it's good, let it roll. And, and that sometimes that's the best way to act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Like especially with the 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 Lucky Charm scene. Like if that wasn't there, like that entire interaction wouldn't have been as funny. Like <laughs> that just add, like it added so much to the movie. Well, then he's trying to come around the toilet. And he's got this tiny little bracelet this big, and he's trying to strangle somebody. Yeah, with right. <laughs> okay. I was like, how does he? I was telling him, I'm like, how does he think he's going to strangle somebody with like? It's like taking off an ankle bracelet and being like, I'm going to choke you with this. Okay, there you go. Like, <laughs> and he's sitting there like I'm this, like stuff it down your throat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But she, she was just so funny how she was like literally trying to, and he's out. Everything he's always saying, everyone's always my after my lucky charms and trying to explain the commercials, and all the kids are so happy trying to get the cereal or whatever. I don't know what she was saying, but <laughs> she just added the whole thing, and nobody said anything, and she just kind of looked down like she was just embarrassed about that she talked too much, you know. But uh, she, everybody in there, I forgot who they said was gonna who was supposed to be her. But I can't imagine anybody else taking that place. She was so cute. The screaming. Oh, yeah, right. And like, how she great was so the screaming? Good. Oh yes! Every time she screamed, I was saying that to Emma. Doctor Evil just jumped like literally every single time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ben bots her, you know. Scott, yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't I mean Thanksgiving's right around the corner? Wouldn't you like yeah. to have his setup where you can just hit a button and someone's at the Thanksgiving table <laughs> right, and you could yeah. just hit it and they just their chair disappears and they go like into the depths of hell? Like, wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I can think of a few occasions that would be fun, but I don't know if I'd want to get rid of my Thanksgiving guests. <laughs> 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 they didn't like the potatoes, huh? anymore. Yeah. People tend the to stuffing disappear. wasn't quite right. You know, hold on. I got your... yeah. That's funny. Oh, I love it. Just her. smile the whole time. Yeah. I love the, um, <laughs> there's so many funny parts. Dr. Evil, to me, is like a little child. He's like a five-year-old. He's like, like it's like the, his facial expressions that he makes and when he doesn't get his own way and he'll get all upset and pout or whatever. But I love how, like, every other word is, like, frickin'. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. And uh he's so, aggravated. Oh, he's so funny. But he was like, um and I think and I I, I don't want to say this because I don't know if there's other people that would that he the outfit that he was literally wearing in this <laughs> whole movie, um, I remember when that whole Johnny Depp Amber Heard case was on because <laughs> she had an outfit that looked exactly like that. <laughs> So, really? like, yeah. I didn't know that Amber Heard was bothering um, borrowing uh, Doctor Evil's clothes. <laughs> but it was literally like the it looked exactly like that. Anywho, um, <laughs> but um, one of the fu the funniest parts was when he was saying um, he was like talking about how he wanted the sharks with the laser beams on him, and then um, he was like, "Okay, about that, Doctor Evil, about the sharks. You know, when you were frozen, um, the sharks were put on the endangered species list." <laughs> He's like, so we tried to get some, but that would have taken months to clean up the red tape. So, and he goes, you know, I had one simple request, and that is to have sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. And then he's like, and now evidently that my psychotic colleague is informing me that that can't be done. And can you remind me of what I am paying you people for? Honestly, throw me a bone here. <laughs> I, I, would, I would have to say that, like, did he reinvent the air quotes or is it me? Like, after that movie, air yeah. quotes were a lot of fun, right? You know? Yeah. Uh, it, was just, it was just so much funny just with the air quotes. 
Yeah, right. totally, 100% right. I mean, like, it's funny, too, because I like, you know, we were talking earlier about how uh, Austin was a fish out of water, mm-hmm. um, didn't know what he was doing. Somebody could say, oh, well, you, uh, you know, you should, you wouldn't have a movie where a guy's falling on top of a girl, <laughs> like, on purpose, <laughs> you know, the, to, to get her to be with him. Um, but I think it's also, I mean, you know, you can get away with it because he thought it was okay from 1960-something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. But then at the so, same time, you see him in the scene in the hotel room, and she's all drunk, and she's like, Austin, make out with me. And she's like, no, darling, you're drunk. I'm not, like, that's wrong. Like, So he's also, like, yeah. respectful at the same time, you know? Like, yeah. it's this weird right. balance of he's, like, overly, like, I don't know, like, letting his libido, like, just control everything that he's saying, but at the same time, he knows what is, like, like right and wrong. Yeah. When it comes to stuff right. like that, too. And then, yeah. yeah, he's like, I can't. It's not right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Which he's is great. It's person. awesome. Yeah. Um, it's, he's a good person. It's important that they put that there because yeah. then it would be like, you yeah. know, people could, even though it's a joke, mm-hmm. have their way just destroying it. Yeah. So yeah. you put it in there and it's just, it just, it, it balances everything. Mm-hmm. But what is also funny, though, is you can't help and neither can she help but to laugh when he turns the bed on and it's spinning and he keeps turning back. Yeah. Like, you, know, you see like her in the chair laughing at him. And just, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. It, it, she turns around and she's like, am I the only <laughs> one though that, that thought his chest hair looked like the Queen's Reich symbol? Like, didn't it? Like, if you looked at it the way. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe it's me. Uh, I, I just, I saw it. I'm like, Queensryche? Like, wow, what a, what a diehard oh fan that Austin Powers is. Um, but, I mean, how, how, how wild was his chest hair? It was funny. Oh, I loved it. It was like a yeah. huge yeah, no, like bear great. sitting on his chest and stomach. It was so funny. And it's kind of funny to think that that was such in style back then. Like, like when you look at like Tom Selleck and stuff and how hairy he was and girls were like, oh, that's so dreamy back then. Like, I don't know. I remember just in my days, I didn't like that. And like, it's such a, it's such a huge thing back then. And then uh, also like with the British people just, you know, spoof on them having like bad teeth and and everything back then. Yeah. It was acceptable. But that, that is such a true thing. I, I, I was talking to a client at work and I was talking about how like, um, you know, people from different countries are just so gorgeous. I'm like, you know, I'm like, white girls, sometimes we get the shit into the stick because <laughs> we don't age as good as other people. And other people from different countries age so good and they just don't age and they just look amazing. And she's yeah. like, I don't know. She goes, I'm here with my friend who's British. And I can tell you right now, they don't age good and they are not good looking people. And she went on and on. And she was just making fun of her friend that was British. And I was like, what? And I was like, I never thought of that before. And she goes, yeah, they have really bad teeth. And she went on and on. And I was like, oh, my God. It was just the funniest thing that she was saying that. She's like, you know, their hair, their no hair, bad teeth, you know, yellow, yellow teeth. And she's going on and on. And I was like, that's funny because she she's an older lady and she was there with her older British friend. And I thought that was hilarious. It's she just reminded me of like views, Howard the whole time. That she, her friend is British. The views and yeah. comments from Melanie's friend <laughs> do not represent those of the film cricket. No, this well, is please from disregard. A client, <laughs> this is from a client who came to my work with a British friend. And she was going the, on and on. The view, <laughs> the view of Steve Lavoie 
does not well, represent you didn't even let me film. Like, listen, I, I'm going to tell you. It's like, <laughs> you watch those commercials of like, you know, what is it? Oil of LA or whatever the hell that stuff is. Listen, I don't care what you think. You are not going to look 20 by using that product. Like they go, oh, look at this. And, you know, you know, because uh, listen, there are different races and, and cultures where they, they can age gracefully. Um, Americans look really good, I think, at first. I don't know if we age as gracefully. <laughs> I'm not sure how that all works. I'm still working on that. But um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Right? I mean, and I think that joke came from somewhere. They didn't just make it up and go, I think British have bad teeth. Uh, no, I think they probably <laughs> yeah. do. And that's probably why that was like a funny, a funny joke for him. And, and obviously that was like between the glasses, the chest hair and his teeth. I yeah. think that was, and, and his wardrobe, that was Austin Powers. Like, And I was yeah. going to ask you, obviously played by the same person, Michael Myers, which I thought was a little weird yeah, because it's Melanie's favorite character in real life is the real Michael Myers. Um, which Michael Myers do you like the most? Well, except he goes by Mike. Uh, yes. But that is just a weird, and by the way, I didn't know this growing up when I saw Halloween, but... Mike Myers is actually a pretty common name, and I never realized that. Yeah. Um, there are there are a lot of Mike or Michael Myers out there. Yeah. It's a very real common name. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, so I was going to ask you what what did you like better, like either character wise or how he did it. Did you like Austin Powers better, or did you like Doctor Evil better? Who was your favorite character? I'll start with Emma because it's her favorite movie. Uh, which one did you like more? I. I think the scenes with uh, Dr. Evil are more funny just because of the way he presents himself. Like, again, what my mom was saying, she was like, he just looks like this, like, five-year-old. And it's true because, like, she yells and he jumps or, like, he's constantly, like, doing, like, this or whatever. And, like, and, and especially, like, when he's getting, getting shot at at the end, he's, like, crawling all over the floor, like, ow, 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 open the freaking yeah. door. <laughs> like, yeah, that was hilarious. He's just, he's so funny in that role like that yeah. role allows for a lot of like comedic like i don't know just a lot of opportunity with comedy mm -hmm. and he just does it so well like it's it's so well done for dr evil and austin powers too obviously it's a he does amazing for both but i think dr evil is more of a like comedic character than austin powers is i agree i agree because i mean i love both of them but like i feel like i like laugh a little bit more with Dr. Evil's facial expressions and just the yeah. stupid stuff that he says because he's so out of touch with the real world. <laughs> and then he's so used <laughs> to having like everything done for him. And if he doesn't like his way where he's just going to send you, you know, it's light them on fire, you know, just have their chair tip right. over and like light them on fire if, they, if he aggravates them or something. But and he is so funny. I, it's everything. Even when they went to like the uh, counseling with him and his son and all the stuff that he was saying in there, like he's, he's, <laughs> So out of touch with everything. He did such a good job with that character. Both characters yeah. are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Jay, I think you get a little more laughs with Dr. Evil. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. So I probably lean more towards Austin, but I, 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 Dr. Evil's great. So, like, I mean, I don't want to, like, make it uh, sound like anything's bad about it. He's great. Yeah. Um, I think what I like about Austin is the vocal tones. I'm a big fan sometimes of certain uh ways people deliver lines and certain tones that mm -hmm. um and even um pronunciations of stuff like for instance i like how a lot of times as austin his l's are w's um for instance like you know my wedding taku oh <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> right. you know, like, he talks, uh, you know 
Like, it's just like stuff like, you know, like, yeah. Ja, and, and that's just one example of many. I just can't yeah. think of others. But it's just like, I do love those things. And it's just like, um, I don't know. I just love the, like, the way he, it's a different character. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just the, the vocal tones and the accent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he does, like, you know, he doesn't stay in one. Um, you know, he does really high a lot, yeah. like, but then he'll lower it down. Like, you know, yeah. there's other uh, things that are ways, like, just a little chill. And it's just great. And by the way, my favorite scene, it's it's meant to be funny because she's laughing in the scene, uh -huh. is when he's doing the fake stairs and the elevator oh, yeah. and the canoe yes. behind the couch. Yeah. I love that. I just think it's because if, if he's not a great gifted physical comic, yeah, that's not funny. Right. Oh, he's amazing. That is, it, that is hard so to try to choose from either one of them. And that one of those scenes with the escalator and the elevator, or whatever, that's from uh, oh. I think the SNL skit when he was doing Wayne's World. What makes the the elevator and the escalator best is that he looks at his watch. Yeah, I know. Right, I like that. Yeah. Like he's trying to make it more realistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's somewhere to go. As he's going there. Yeah. Again, since like like I grew up with these movies, I remember always watching them really young. I do remember like vividly trying to do that behind the couch to my dad. I was trying to do the <laughs> elevator and the stair thing. I did not do it very well, but I was like, it was just so good, you know. Like I just I remember mm -hmm. doing that. Yeah, I remember you guys doing that. And the canoe. I don't the think I attempted so the canoe, but the canoe was—he yeah. did right. such a good job. But I don't think I attempted it. But he—he he did really good. Like I don't—I just don't get how he does it so smoothly. Like I know it's just like so gliding smooth. back there. Something I don't right? know. He's too like, good at it. I don't see how he can do it that good. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember a character he did called Simon uh, back in uh, SNL? I don't, I don't know. Um. So I think, and I'm pretty sure Simon was based on a little kid's show or something. I could be wrong, but he was basically like a little child who was taking a bath um, on um, uh, uh, on SNL. Mm -hmm. So like he would like draw like on the wall or whatever. He's like the 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 the, uh, the theme song was like hello, my name is Simon. I do remember that theme oh, song. That's, that's right. right. Do drawing. Yeah. No, right. wasn't it? Wasn't and it? And he'd be like, well, "Hello," well, right? and he'd be like talking. He's like, "Are you looking at my bum, you bum looker?" Wasn't that like it. off of something else? Like, wasn't it? You know, my name is Simon, and things I draw come true. Is right? It, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I remember pretty the sure. Song, like it was based off a child show. Okay, so he he. Okay, I remember the other Simon. Yeah. Okay, so he kind of made fun of right, and a he spoof would... of that. Okay. <laughs> right. I, I don't remember him doing that. I mean, and. I mean, it was funny. Like you just saw, like you know, like a like a shirtless guy, like like under you know, like and you see a tub, and then he'd have a guest. So the funniest one was that he had Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> like when Macaulay Culkin had just done like Home Alone two, oh right? God. So like you got this little kid next to him, and they're both like, in the shirtless tub. in the tub. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, just you know, I mean, it's, that's the point. You're laughing like, oh my god, that's so wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, but Mike Myers can pull it off because it's funny. Um, he he lived in England a uh, while, so like that's that's probably uh, like another part of his fascination. I was gonna say, doesn't um, he have, have an English have. accent like normally? If you if he was to talk in an interview, no. Well, he was from Canada, I guess. Yeah. Um, I got stuff on that. And, yeah, um, he doesn't have an English accent. Um, but yeah, his uh, well, his parents uh, lived in Liverpool, 
when they were when they were younger. But and so they, I have some a little bit of stuff on like why he loves British comedy and stuff like that. What about the part in the beginning where like Doctor Evil's talking about? Oh, we should, you know, talk about like trying to put a laser into the ozone and like, you know, and more people are going to start getting like skin cancer and all that. And he's like, that's already been done. Like every single thing that he talks about has already been done or how like, um, you know, Prince Charles is going to have an affair. That's already been done, you know, and he's like, (laughs) so finally he goes and he goes, that's already he goes, that's also already happened. He goes, well, shit. And he goes, okay, well, whatever. Let's just do what we always do. <laughs> like, you know, and he starts talking about his, like, evil plan or whatever. But, um, Holding the wrong oh hostage God. and blowing up this world and everything, yeah. They, yeah. They never, they never said where he was from, correct? Like, he was frozen also. But did they ever say where he was from? Obviously, Austin Powers was uh, British, but Dr. Evil was... He Belgian parents or something. Didn't he say something yeah, Belgian? Yeah, he's, he's Belgian. It, it goes more into it in the, like third one therapy. i think oh okay but well in therapy yeah but in the third one it goes a lot more into his backstory but yeah it, i think he is belgian i would say mm-hmm. i do like watching him try to kick the crap out of people in uh on the jerry springer show in what was it part two <laughs> yes oh my, oh my god, god that was so funny no that was that was because like, really like they, they do the typical bleeping yeah like, you know you're like you, you your mother and you just hear all yeah. these beeps and like you're like and he's like the way he's like he's good his the way he, uh, they must have put some like stuff in his uh oh, like padding, shirt yeah. because right. it's his, just, his well because his, his just seems so like good and stiff you know yeah and so the yeah, way he's his, running his, around his it's torso. really funny yeah it's like a barrel almost right is in there, yeah like. oh yeah on the front for sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's so round. Yeah. So, yeah. And then watching him try to kick the crap out of people, like just, just great. <laughs> yeah. So we can't, we can't not talk about the uh, the sausage part and the uh, you know all of when when, when they're in the apartment because that scene was just so thought out and it, it, it is just so much fun when he's on the phone and yeah. she's walking and why around would, the apartment. Like, you know, it's just, why would she blow uh, up a balloon? Walking. He's walking. Oh, around I the apartment. know. Yeah. Why is she yeah, blowing up a balloon? Yeah, and then she does it again. So yeah, she does that at the end too. Yeah. At the end, they blowing up right a balloon. Right it's it's just fun. Yeah. It really is. I mean, yeah. it, you know what? It was. <laughs> but see now, <laughs> a smiley face. Now, as as a kid watching that, you probably wouldn't even know the the humor of it, right? So it's like innocent kind of humor in a way, almost like The Simpsons type of humor. It's you know I don't know if it's as in your face as. You know, I mean, I, I I thought it's one it's one of those things that maybe you don't get when you're younger, and then as you're older, you go, oh, that's what that meant. That's what it is. Okay, now I get it. Yeah. Um, you know, so like even the sausage thing, it, maybe you wouldn't you wouldn't get that, right? I almost had to do an R rating because of that whole scene. Um, I have some some stuff on there, but they had to like cut a bunch of stuff out of it, so they didn't get that R rating because they didn't want the R rating. I just one sure. parts that I thought was funny is when. Um, when that guy, when they're on that, when Elizabeth Hurley and Mike Myers is on that big rolling thing that's going super slow, <laughs> and he's like trying to say he's going as fast as he can, there's this guy sitting oh, there going ah! the whole time. He's they're like not a even mile near him. Away. Yeah, yeah, they're like <laughs> so far move. away, and he doesn't move. Yeah, oh, damn, he doesn't move really at funny. all. It's almost Naked Gun esque. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say, it's like did Naked, that gun. Naked Gun. There was a scene in yeah. Naked Gun where they did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. When someone got so run funny. over. Yeah. Or when Elizabeth Hurley goes up the ladder and he's trying to get away on that little, this other little thing. And he keeps trying to back up and go forward and back up and go forward. 
Yeah. Oh, with the uh, the machine, yeah. and the hallway gets so narrower funny. and narrower. Like it's like it wasn't that bad at the beginning. Now you see him, it's like what the hell? Like oh yeah, he's right. like just stuck. Anyone that's tried parallel parking in the city knows exactly what that's like. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's, that's definitely sure. tough. Even, it, you know, without yeah. the uh, without the cameras, you know, we're just so privileged now. And yeah, well, Emma yeah. says she feels like that trying to get into our garage. Oh. Yeah, I drive a Challenger, so I basically have a boat that I'm trying to park in the garage, and my <laughs> sister cannot park for the life of her, and so it's really hard for me to try to get into the garage, and I just constantly have to, like, pull up, and then pull back, and then pull up, and pull back, and, oh, and I was like, yeah, funny. I just, I feel exactly like Austin Powers in that scene. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was, I was going to say, what you need is that theme song, like, now I don't know if, if George Clinton wrote that, um, but who wrote the theme song you know the, the at the beginning the, the one that's uh played um you know, you know that one yeah uh, yeah I, that one is so catchy it is like i would say in catchy theme songs film crickets one and that one comes in second <laughs> like if you're not if, right. if, if those two songs are not in your head when you're in the shower i, I mean i can't help you. that's that's those <laughs> yeah. are just catchy theme songs yeah. yeah. Well, I'd, I'd love I'd, I'd love to take credit, but it's Draco and the Malfoys, baby. Maybe they wrote um, the uh, Austin Powers theme song. You never know. We'll have to check. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, if you guys want to know a story about that, um, you know, I I had been in the band. I had been in a band with uh, one of the two brothers. Uh, there's two guys that are um, the the main two people from Draco and the Malfoys, and um, we were in like cover bands when we were growing up, like you know, like after high school and whatnot, mm -hmm. and we stayed in touch here and there a little bit, mostly through Facebook. And, you know, um, so when this came about, I, I reached out to, um, uh, the one I was closest with, but he was like, he's like the toughest guy to get a hold of. Like, you know, like just when it comes to like Facebook, you know, so, um, I was also friends with his brother mm -hmm. on uh, Facebook. So I was like, Hey man, like I'll reach out to him, see if he'll, uh, you know, and then, and he was the one that, that, got, so he and I started the uh, conversation and, he gave me like three different options because I showed him kind of like a song from a podcast that I love. Mm -hmm. um, I was just like, you know, something just, you know, it doesn't have to be long. Here's the weird part. It's like, you know, it doesn't have to be long. Yeah. And he showed me, he gave me three different songs. And the first one I heard was a <clears throat> stripped down version of this, uh, the, the one that we all love. And I just like fell instantly in love with it. So the anything else after that was going to be not gonna like you know it was it was just gonna pale in comparison just yeah. because i was all like this is so good <laughs> so um i just thought that and one day you know what i could try to do i can try to locate the original um and play it for you guys yeah uh, that'd be it's funny. just like like i said it's like a stripped down him by himself with like a couple of extra instruments and then he, it, the whole thing was everybody that you hear um on that um song is just two guys Oh wow! Playing different crazy. stuff yeah, and so like and, and layering it's it very and catchy. stuff like that. And, you yeah, know, it's so. super catchy. Yeah, so I'm I'm ultra proud of them, and and I couldn't be more thankful because you know, we're very lucky. But that but that yeah. Austin Powers theme song, it's it's still played today. You know, uh, I, I go to hockey games and and they'll play it at the hockey mm -hmm. game, and it's just it's just a great song, and and it's just so catchy. And at the beginning, 
how do you not want to dance to that song when it comes on? You know, it's like well, you can do the stupidest dance, but it, it works. It's like you know, it, it really does. Anything will work to that song. Uh, yeah, but right. it, it's just funny. He's dancing with the cop and everything, and it's yeah. it's just a lot of fun. And that that theme song was was pretty cool. They yeah, had the sweet. best music score. I think this entire thing, like literally every single song that they played was in, it was absolutely perfect and in the right exact spot. Like I think the music for this whole movie was amazing. They did such a good job with it, and that part was so funny. Um, right, but, but even like Steve was saying about just that song, just making you want to like get up and dance, like just, like it and being played to get. Like I had a bunch of Just Dances when I was a kid. That is on Just Dance. Like that um, song, that theme song is on Just Dance. Like the 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 game and like it constantly. I just every single time I hear it, I think of Austin Powers first, and then I think of the song being on Just Dance, and then I. So yeah, it's funny though because like. This movie is so, like, not the most kid-friendly, but, I mean, I grew up watching it. But, like, I do remember, like, having, like, friends over, and we'd go to play Just Dance, and I'd be like, oh, I like, like this is the Austin Powers song, and they'd be like, what? And I'm like, it's it's good, like, you know, like... Well, it's got no, it's, it's got no lyrics, well, right? I, so it's all, no, yeah, it's, it's all just music. music. It's no, uh -huh. sometimes people need like lyrics to kind of, well, yeah. But this is just like one of those, almost like a, a 70s uh, style game show, right? Where, where they had yeah. those, where they just, you know, it just, yeah. you know it when you right, hear right. it, right? They're just so yeah. catchy. Well, and there's no lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have, um, I have some, in, some info. For you, unless um, unless Melanie already. Oh no, I don't have that. Go ahead. Okay. Um, a big producer named Quincy Frickin Jones. He wrote that, wrote that or song. he produced wow. it. Yes. Did he write yeah. it or just he wrote it? He wrote it. Um, it's called. Oh, it says uh, you may know it as a theme song from the goofy 1990s uh, spy satire Austin Powers, but Soul Bossa Nova was actually an early hit by composer slash producer, arranger, and all-around jazz character Quincy Jones. Wow. Wow. That's so, cool. and Quincy Jones, if you if you're not familiar with that name, he is the guy who produced Thriller. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay? Yeah. And that's talking about like you're putting the ultimate stamp. So that's not a big surprise. The guy who produced Thriller right. <laughs> probably helped write stuff from Thriller, probably. You know, that's awesome. Writes something like that that is like, you know, the mm -hmm. most, one of the most catchy little instrumentals. And it was just perfect right. at the beginning know. of the movie, too, introducing you to everything and having all the, the names go up on the screens and all the big colorful daisies and all this. Other stuff. It was really cute. They did a good job of that. Um, did, did you recognize Jay? I like the I random dances. With, um, with, with the character a lot of vagina because you remember seeing her in <laughs> summer school do you remember seeing her in yes summer I did yeah, right? yeah as soon as I saw her face I'm like oh my god I remember her in summer school and then um, I love when that's actually a her name is actually um, yeah I wrote it down taken off of, okay it's right, um you can do it no right here I I'd rather say you, it I'd rather like, I, I wasn't sure if I could say it right because <laughs> she's Italian it's um well, you can't no, say no, that. No, no, I don't mean no. That's been taken what? down. No, weird. no, no, no. What? What? No, what? what? No, I don't mean no. I I mean the a lot of characters oh. name was based off of a James Bond character. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can say it. Though. But oh no, I was trying to say her real name, and it was Fabiana Eudinio okay. or something. I just couldn't say her pronounce it right. So, but yeah, I remember her in that. And I love when Doctor Evil's like he disappears from almost like Emma was saying, trying not to get shot. And you think yeah. he's probably, you think he's like, 
he, you know, you think that he was like doing something evil or, or like trying to get away or doing them. something. Yeah. yeah, no, he's just, he's looking for his cat so he can feed him dinner. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> and he was like, Mr. Beetlesworth. And then he was like, meow, 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 meow. He's singing like the meow make song and shaking the bag of cat food. <laughs> Yeah. That was so cute. I love that. That was such a cute scene, yeah. And then you guys see when number two was trying to run away and get away. He's like, I've had it with all this poor treatment and whatever. He's got a suitcase, and he, and he had to stuff one of the fembots in there for himself. You can see, like, the suitcase yeah. with, like, 60s boots sticking out of one side and the hair sticking out of the other. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. And I didn't you have, like, a couple things on your list there. Oh, you yeah. Wonder. Also, from that scene, yeah, I did have yeah. the, like, when who grabs someone first what is oh so the a lot of girl comes in with vanessa and has her and so austin grabs scott and then uh he's like i'll kill him and dr evil's like what does he say he says kill the little bastard see if i care and then two seconds later scott's like we had a breakthrough in therapy though dad and he was like whatever and he goes i wish i was never artificially created in a lab and then right after he was like oh kill him see if i care dr evil's like oh scott that hurts daddy when you say that honestly <laughs> like yeah, that was it's funny. just so funny because like he's constantly trying to kill him but also at the same time he's like give your dad a hug like <laughs> yeah right and it's funny to say, instead of saying i wish i was never born i wish i was never artificially created in a lab yeah yeah <laughs> But I mean, did, did they take him after like a real like world leader? Like, I don't know if um, whoever the leader was in North Korea or whatever that was always in his pajamas or something. Like, is that something oh. like did, did they did they kind of take it after someone like that? That kind of all right. Here's a guy that's you know seems like a little uh, I don't know immature or whatever because he's not mature at all. Doctor Evil is just like oh, no. he really is like a child. But we don't he even is. know how old he is, right? So like. Is he old? Is he not old? Is he he looks older? He's bald and everything, and it looks like he has like a a scar going down his face or something. Um, so we don't, we don't know really know how either. old he is, but yeah. we know that he's definitely immature for his age mm -hmm. and and for what would be like a world leader or or a, a, a planet leader or whatever he was. Um, yeah, very weird character, but a lot of fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and then. Uh, we were realizing too, and Elizabeth Hurley, like, she gets away, but she has oh, time yeah. enough to change her outfit and get hair extensions yeah, before like she, she goes back to go save uh, Austin Powers. She's yeah. got to have her hair extensions and a new outfit first. Very true. Right. I mean, that happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was funny. Yeah, I think it's also kind of like a, you know, I mean, they, you know, making fun of like an old spy movie, like or that that would do something weird like yeah. that. Like, hold oh, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a lot of it for sure. Like in the beginning when he's at the uh, swingers club, which has a very like long, exaggerated, like exaggerated. I can't remember what the name is. It's like oh yeah, something pussycat so, something. Pussy, um, I can't remember I, what it is. It's so funny. It's it begins with an eye. Something. Anyway, but, yeah. um, like, in that scene where he goes and, like, grabs that woman and, like, hits her, uh, his, his assistant is like, Austin, and she's like, but it's a man, and you can clearly see when it changes, like, when he hits the floor, it's clearly yeah. a man, and then they rip the head thing right. off. Yeah. It's just, it's, a lot of it is, like, you can tell that they're making fun of old spy movies, because, like, that was 
painfully obvious that that was a man at that point. Like, yeah, there was a bunch of little things in it like that. Yeah, I mean, instantly it looks like he knocked out Kurt Cobain. You know, he's like, he's on the floor <laughs> yeah. and. Uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely thought the same thing. And the funny thing was when when he when he did it again to that guy's mother. He goes, "Oh, it's my mother!" And he punches yeah. her in the face. It's a man. Yeah. And he's trying to take her yeah. hair off, and he's like, "That's my mother, Austin." Uh, very funny. Yeah, very funny. He was saying, yeah. "Well, if that's a woman, she was beaten with an ugly stick." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, there was a there was a uh, a Family Guy joke uh, that there was uh, a woman. But they used the um, they used Alex Rocco, um, mm-hmm. the actor, as the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was a woman. So like, mm-hmm. but Peter was hearing this guy, you know, speak and act like a guy. So he starts beating the crap, <laughs> right, thinking it was a guy, oh. and it was actually a woman. And they're like, "Oh no, she's going into labor." He goes, "You mean he's going into labor?" And then he realizes it's a woman. It was just like, you know, I mean, so something along those same lines, like, it's like, wait a minute. Well, they also, they also Um, had the Pat thing, right? On SNL. That was for years. Yes. That was a long running joke. Julia Sweeney. Yeah. I loved her. Did we ever find out if Pat was, did they ever reveal Pat? I I I don't remember. I I love that character though. I don't know. But there was an episode where George went. George Went was a barber and she shows up and says, you know, like, like, like a haircut. And he goes, well, which one would you like? And he's pointing to like, he's going up and down with his hand and it says male or female, like haircut and they're different prices. And she goes, the usual. (laughs) (laughs) It was like never revealing who. Yeah. And I think they, um, they wanted to do it once, whether she had to choose between a male and a female bathroom, and they, as as she takes a step forward, they interrupt with NBC Nightly News uh. with the actual NBC Nightly News people. Oh my God! Like that so, like so they're funny. in on the joke. Yeah. yeah. And then when they come back, they're like, "Yay, we discovered who she." <laughs> You're like, "Which ah. one?" <laughs> like you never get to see it. That's so funny. you know, obviously the same type of humor yeah. uh, taken, you know, from you know, because I mean, that's when Mike Myers was there. You know, what I mean, like that uh, that style. I mean, and the outfits are amazing. Guy. Like you know that they show in the beginning from the '60s and all that. Oh yeah, like all the like. Models. I like the random dancing. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, it looks yeah. like Goldie like the Hawn. random ones just out of nowhere. One of, I mean, they really that's how Goldie Hawn started when she had her little tiny '60s bikinis with all the daisies and all these like love and peace signs written all over her body with that tiny little short blonde haircut. That's how she started. I remember watching that on my grandmother's TV. I think it was what, a laugh-in? T-Law, a laughing. That was it. Laugh. Laughing. Yeah. So I remember seeing her just like that. Yeah. And then it looked just like her. Like all those people in that club looked like her. <laughs> you ready for TMI? Yeah. It's time for TMI with Melanie. Listen, listen to this. I am in the bathroom right before the movie starts. Uh huh. And I'm in the stall, and there's no toilet paper. Yeah. Mine are at home TMI. in a display case above TMI, my bed. Yeah. TMI. TMI. TMI, my friends. TMI. Too much information. Don't go there, but that's lame. Now here's Melanie with your timeless movie info. All right, Steve. Good. Good job. That was a lot of fun. You're like a ventriloquist. Like that. You're like a ventriloquist. Just sitting there saying it. 
I'm not even yeah. seeing the mouth move. No, you know what? That was a lot of fun making that, and it, it was it was actually it's one of those where you're as you're making it, you're just laughing. Like I couldn't I couldn't even imagine making a full movie like this Austin Powers movie because yeah, it's yeah. just so much fun. You're like, oh, that's funny. That's funny. That that can have that. All right. Yeah, you did uh, a good job of that. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to tell her recently about that toilet paper scene with Elaine in it. Could you please spare a square? That's what that's from. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> no, funny, I can't. Funny I have episode. no square to square. <laughs> and no the other one, if you're wondering, the other one was from The Office. That's uh, Steve Carell, who's yeah. actually oh, saying okay, TMI. Yeah. Yep. And just the music yeah. in the background was perfect where you had it, too. It was- yeah. I mean, that's a YouTube music, so we can't get in trouble. Yeah, it's, oh, always, it. <laughs> it's always nice to use something you can't get ripped off. Well, yeah, because everything yeah. we every time we put something up, it's like, oh, sorry, you can't use that. That's uh, copyright. So. <laughs> it took him two weeks to write this, the draft. He wrote it in 95, and um, he said that uh, when he turned it in, he had to, like, 10 pages of notes where he had to make changes, but he thought everything that was changed was better, actually. It made, um, well, the budget was $16.5 million. It Grossed 67 million worldwide. It wasn't that big of a hit when it first came into the movies, um, but once it came on to the videos, then it just went crazy. Um, he said that his character came from a lot of influences. His his father, especially, and his parents loved watching British comedies like Peter Sellers and Benny Hill and a lot of things like that. Um, so he said that the British television series Adam Adamant Lives in 1966 was a strong influence behind Austin Powers. Myers always wanted to play an English character in a comedy. He said one night he started flirting with, I can't imagine this household. Him and his wife must be the funniest people ever. Like I would just die laughing thinking that my husband's like this, but he started flirting with his wife in an English accent and his wife laughed so much and told him, go write that routine down. It's so funny. You got to do it again. And so he, he started writing that down, and it kind of led to the script of this movie. And then um, when he, in the whole beginning, when you're talking about Steve with that music and they're all dancing and the cops and everything, his wife suggested that he dance in the beginning during the credits and throughout the movie because apparently in his house, he dances around his house all the time naked. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, they just got to yeah, have the funniest household ever. <laughs> and, that's just, and then doing that just became like a continuing trademark of the franchise. So he was always doing it. But um, I thought that was so funny. Did you have something to say? Well, you know, I, 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 would, I can totally see that. I mean, I think a lot of these actors, they're doing this like at home, right? They're, they're just, this yeah. is like, I don't think they just pop on a set and go, I'm going to try this. I think a lot of it yeah. is probably how they are. They probably are the weirdest people in a cool way that you'll ever meet, right? So it's like, there's probably never a normal day, hey, air air quotes, there's never a normal day at their house because they're always kind of uh, probably trying out the next next thing and see what would would work. Yeah, I just thought that was so cute. Um, So Dr. Evil's character inspired by former Saturday Night Live, um, is it Lauren Michaels, is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. Um, And Dr. Evil's appearance, uh, the bald head with the gray suit and the scar over his eye with the cat on his lap is based on Ernest Stavro, um, who who was actually played by Donald Pleasance, you know, from Halloween. Oh. <laughs> so wow. his character is who inspired um, uh, Dr. Evil. Could you the picture Donald Pleasance cool as Dr. Evil? How cool would that would have been? Yeah, he's so, so over the top. I could just could you picture him doing air quotes and going, you know, like, you know, with the pinky in the mouth thing? I, I, that would just be that'd be pretty funny. 
Yeah. Yeah. Except uh, by 96 or whatever. Yeah, 1966. By whatever age. Yeah, he was pretty old. No, but by the end, his voice was like Michael. (laughs) He did lose his voice. It didn't really, like, you know, it was really bad. I'm not trying to make fun of him. No, it was very noticeable. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, totally. So I guess the way he looked um, was was like that, but the way he acted was from SNL's, uh, his, you know, SNL boss there. And then... um, Let's see. Oh, the famous nude blocking scene that we were talking about with uh, Myers and Elizabeth Hurley took 25 takes because it was very complicated. And they said it took the whole day. It was one continuous huge take. Um, Hurley said that Mike and I were nude, but we were covered with little bits of red sticky tape. (laughs) And then we all know each other so well by then that we weren't self-conscious of each other. We were just, you know, comfortable. Um, The film originally got an R rating because of the nude blocking scene, and they had to cut a lot of stuff out like we were talking about. Um, let's see. Oh my God, this is horrible. So Joe Sun, that Asian guy who played Random Tao. Mm-hmm. Did you guys hear about that? Asshole? I know where you're going. Oh my God. Yeah, evil. evil. He is now. Serving. He's the real Doctor Evil. Yeah. He is now serving a lifetime prison sentence for the torture of a 19-year-old woman in 1990. So after he tortured this woman, he went off to make movies, and he went uncaptured until 2008 when DNA match was linked to him. According to the victim. She actually had this copy of this movie in her collection and didn't realize that it was him until later on. This is the guy um, that threw he, the shoe? Like, the guy yep. that... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she had a copy of this, didn't realize it was him until later on. In 2017, he was sentenced to an additional 27 years for murdering his cellmate. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. Um, Mike Myers originally wanted Jim Carrey to play Dr. Evil. But Carrie eventually passed due to scheduling conflicts with Liar Liar in 97. So he took the role himself, thank God. Um, (laughs) Elizabeth Hurley and Mimi Rogers wanted those outfits that they were wearing, the tight leather outfits, and they were able to keep them. Um, This is cute. And the Las Vegas bar scene where Austin flashes the peace sign and he's laughed at. Um, Mike Myers originally wanted Austin to be drinking Azima to show how Austin Powers is desperately trying to be cool, but he's failing. In the movie, you can see him drinking Tab Colas. Has um, has anyone ever had Tab? That was my question. I don't know if you want to continue. I don't yes. remember. Very bad. Mm-hmm. Jay, you've had Probably. Tab. Emma, Terrible. have you ever had Tab? Yes. I don't think it was still a it, thing when I was born. I I think it's still out there, actually. Is it? Really? Jay, you're, you're, uh, no, I, I think it, it got pulled a couple of years ago. It is disgusting. I think it died a couple of years ago. As a kid, it was oh, like, yeah. you know, I drink, obviously as a kid, drinking a lot of soda. It's like, oh, it, 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 there's no such thing as a bad soda, right? Until you had Tab. It was like, <laughs> what the hell is this? You know, it was like, yeah, Tab uh, was It ended disgusting. in 2020. Oh, okay. 2020, yeah. All right. It, it got discon- really? discontinued in 2020. So okay. um, I, I can't remember if I said this or not, but the real name of Mr. Bigglesworth was Ted Nugent. Did I tell you that? No, Jesus. No. That's, so, that's yeah. That's awesome. Mr. Bigglesworth was Ted Nugent, referring to the rock guitarist Ted Nugent. <laughs> And apparently, well, probably because of cat scratch fever, maybe. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, but apparently, there were some delays with filming because the cat loved Michael Myers so much he didn't want to leave his lap. Um, <laughs> which is a, um, every Austin Powers movie was released in the same year as James Bond movie. International Man of Mystery was, uh, and Tomorrow Never Dies were released in '97. The Spy Who Shagged Me and The World Is Not Enough were released in '99. Gold Member and Die Another Day were released in, in 2002. Daniel Craig, who was James Bond number six, said that Austin Powers messed up or basically ruined, and those were nice words that I'm using, 
the James Bond film franchise. He thought the producers feared that the people would not be able to take James Bond seriously anymore after Austin Powers mocked the campy nature of the series, which led to the darker and grittier Casino Royale reboot. Um, the rocket ship doctor. Great. Huh? Great. No, I'm serious. That, that um, series, the, yeah. the Daniel Craig series yeah. from beginning to end is amazing. Well, that's good. They well, changed it. Do you, do you think not another scary movie ruined scary movies? No. I mean, they, no. that was the same thing, right? They made fun of scary movies. But yeah. I, I don't think they did. I think that you, you come out. No, with- you know what, though, guys? Um, uh, scary movie and Naked Gun and stuff like that. Spoof movies are on their own. I wouldn't call this a straight up spoof. Yeah. It didn't feel like the same. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yes, it was a spoof, but it wasn't. It didn't It didn't feel like. Like Spaceballs. Um, like the way Naked Gun, Naked Gun, Spaceballs. Like, it didn't feel like that. Like. It felt almost original. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, because we maybe because we're not familiar with some British, you know, cinema or whatever. But like, also, Austin's not specifically based on somebody that we're familiar with. Right. Like, even if it's James Bond, right. he's His not character is like totally James different. Austin. Yeah. You know, James Bond doesn't walk around like <laughs> you know, like like acting like that. Like so. In those movies, they're actually trying to act like that person a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You um, know, like the I've seen a, a, a one for Twilight, and there was a character that was acting just like Bella. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, and then goofy shit would happen. But yeah. what I'm saying is, we still had a Bella character. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, even she might not have been called Bella, but she was acting just like Kristen Stewart. So yeah. good. Oh. Sorry, I just uh, you know. Okay. So, let's see. Um, the rocket ship that Dr. Evil uses is based on an actual figure that was mounted on the roof of a big boy restaurant in Scarborough, Ontario, Canada, um, where Mike Myers grew up. Austin Powers shares a story. This is weird because i never heard of this before, but it's funny. Austin Powers shares a story similar to Marvel Comics superhero Captain America. Um, both Austin and Captain America are men from a bygone era. Austin's from the 60s. Captain America's from the 40s. They both end up frozen. Austin voluntarily freezes himself, um, and then Captain America crashes into the Antarctic and freezes inside of ice. Finally, they're both woken up in the present day and resume their battles with their old foes who are now planning world domination. Austin bat- battles Dr. Evil while Captain America battles Red Skull. So that's kind of a cool analogy thing that, I don't know, I never yeah. heard of it, but it makes sense. The Fembots um, actresses also had stunt extras to handle more physical maneuvers but were not credited as fembots in the cast list. They were voiced by Wendy Lee and Pamela Anderson auditioned for the lead fembot. Um, Lois Chili's is the actress crushed by the steamroller. She's a former Bond girl. Larry Thomas is the blackjack, de- uh, blackjack dealer. He also played the role as the soup Nazi in Seinfeld. <laughs> no oh, soup okay. you, remember? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Oh, yeah. Walked yeah. by that place when I was in New York City. It's a real place. They're yes. closed, but it's a real place, yeah. Oh, that 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 episode was so funny. Uh, Robert Wagner's role in the series is fitting because he has a connection to the two Bond girls. Uh, Lana Wood, the sister of his late wife, Natalie Wood. Can I say the wife he murdered? Um, sorry. <laughs> um, also um, appearing in Diamonds Are Forever in 1971, along with his present wife, Jill St. John. Mike Myers considered writing and making Casino Royale in 1967. He wanted to, well, a type 
prequel to 1967 to this film. It had two sequels. Uh, the prequel would have most likely taken place in the 1960s, very early, before Dr. Evil and um, Austin were frozen. And it would have detailed Austin and the beginning of his career as a secret agent, as well as his first battle with Dr. Evil. Um, and then I just said that the music in this is amazing throughout the entire thing. And I found out today that Demi Moore actually, she produced this and other awesome power films. So, Somebody uh, hit her with a big laser. But <laughs> <laughs> can Somebody you believe that Demi Moore was one of the producers um, of this film and the other awesome power films? I never knew that. Yeah. I Anybody know that? Either. No, I didn't know that either. Now, yeah. The, the uh, Abdel Big Boy is gone, right? Is that they, they're out? There's no longer an Abdel Big Boy chain, I don't think. Are they done? No, that's not a thing anymore. I don't know. No. The, the, the Big Boy one with the, the it was, um, well, that was in Canada, so I don't know. No, it was in America. I, I used to. Oh, really? Big, yeah, oh, yeah. Who America. didn't rub the belly of the Big Boy before you went into the restaurant? It was like this big thing on the side of. <laughs> I thought it was Bob's familiar, Big Boy. No, so, Abdel I'm, Big Boy. We had, we, I had one right uh, in a couple towns away from me, and uh, absolutely. Seriously? Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. It was in that was the, the actual big boy that was his rocket ship that was the same thing that was outside of the main entrance and you can yeah i mean he looks familiar but they did yeah. i see a ton of them here let me see where they're from i, I think they're out of business now I, I don't think they're there anymore but yeah founded in 1936 it said i don't know where it's at well, ohio kentucky indiana tennessee florida we had one Cincinnati. in massachusetts yeah did you really? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wasn't that in something else, too? Was that in King of Queens? No, it was similar, though. Where somebody he, was beating he, up somebody. He beat like the crap out of it. It was like he was in a drive-thru, and he hit it with a baseball yeah. bat, and the guy was, he was like, is that, is, that, is that all you can do? And he's, like, hitting him. Hitting yeah, him with, what with, was yeah. that? That was King of Queens. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think. I think it was a playoff of, of Abdel Big Boy, but I don't think it was the actual. I think I do. I remember seeing that in something. Yeah. yeah. He does look really familiar, but but yeah, that's all I got. Um, well, you know, uh, if, if this will make you feel a little better um, in regards to that guy, Joe Sun, um, the guy who was, uh, you know, uh, who's spending his life in prison for uh, uh, torturing somebody and the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. uh, he was uh, he had a stint in UFC at the beginning when they basically had no rules. Mm -hmm. Right. So he comes out, and the guy and he are wrestling, uh, you know, at the, on the mat. And the guy looks over and goes, hmm, I see an open crotch. And just literally closed fist, just <laughs> multiple punches right in the crotch. <laughs> I'm telling you, deserved every punch. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I can't so. believe he was able to go on filming and making movies and having fun after he did that to somebody and then you can tell he's well. Needless to say, he tapped out. <laughs> but, he's, but he's not. But he's not the only one, right? I mean, obviously, we talk about Hollywood Nights, and, and that, now that guy did his time, right? But didn't he? Didn't he end up killing his wife or something? Oh, you, oh the DJ. Yeah, the DJ in the real DJ, life. Yeah, but that was like that was like um, you know, like he caught his wife with a, with a guy and. Well, sorry, but guy. he has another one in here, and I know it's not proven, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but if you look up Rabbit Wagner and Natalie Wood's story. She did not get into that boat by herself and try to get away. Absolutely. Not. Uh, no don't way. believe that for a minute. <laughs> no. Well, I just think, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. He's, you he's, heard it he's here not, first, folks. He, no, no, but, he, he's, but he's not alone. There's other, there's other people that have starred and stuff. Um, well, O.J. Simpson, you know, I mean, O.J. Simpson will gun, never yeah. be in another uh, naked gun. The, the thing that weird, that's weird about this, though, is this guy did it. 
Yeah. Starred in all these movies, and then they were able to prove that this guy did it. Yeah. yeah. Let's do the uh, final judgment. It's time now for final judgment. Are you ready to rubber stamp this bitch? Here's the final judgment. All right. Well, folks, at this, up until this point, it has been about opinion, but now we're going to be talking about fact, and we're going to ask the one question, does this movie stand the test of time? Well, we're going to start with our guest. We're going to start with Emma. Oh, okay. And the kitty over there on uh, Melanie's side. We're going to ask the kitty first, okay? That's the guest. Um, Is that Mr. No, Bigglesworth? We'll Is that a cousin? Yeah. Yes. Well, this one has fur. <laughs> All right, well... I think absolutely the movie stands up because, I mean, I'm 18. I obviously was not born when it came out, and I grew up with it and love it. Like, I've, I've, I've loved it, and I've shown people, like, like my boyfriend, for example. Like, I showed him the movie, and he loved it so much we dressed up for it for Halloween. Like, like and we constantly watch it, and we love laughing at it and everything. And just, like, I feel like it's one of those movies that is so in its own kind of like it's and it's it's it stands in its own little bubble and it it can't be like this is out of date or something like that because it's 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 just it's so funny and weird that it's it's not something that I think would go out of style you're obviously going to always laugh at it because it's not one type of comedy yeah but yeah i i hmm. think it definitely stands up i agree awesome. <laughs> All right, now, Steve. <laughs> I guess we just skip. Uh, Steve goes, I agree. So, so I, <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like that. That's the that's where the end of it is. I agree. All right, now you. So, uh, so, I, so I'll say this. So, I, I I found the jokes funnier when I was younger. Um, you know, <laughs> um, not really gonna go off of it. No, you know, I I I will say I will say that. Uh, uh, by the way, Emma is about the same age as my nephew. And and he listens to '80s. He loves uh, Def Leppard and stuff like that. So, so mm-hmm. God bless the two of you, yeah. right? Because you're yeah. gonna keep that going for us. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I think that is cool. And and whenever I think of movies, I always ask Melanie, "How did your daughters think of this? You know what they think of this? And what what did Emma think of this?" So so it's like because I'm not a good judge of what's good today because. Some of the even jokes that I like, you could never say today. And I'm like, you can't say yeah. that anymore. Like, um, it's tough to have the world change on you, to be honest with you. Um, you, you grew up in a certain way and a certain thing. And, it, and it's very tough to say that you can't say that anymore. Really? Oh, that's not funny. Really? It's not. Um, so it, it is it is kind of a tough thing. Um, I, I think that when I was younger, when I watched this movie, I was just you know, at, at the legal age of drinking, life was, was different for me. So I watch it now and go, okay, I can see why people thought that was a little ridiculous. However, I will say, I, I think that it holds up. I just think that I don't know if, so they've been talking uh, lately of, of uh, Austin Powers four and he, he's been yeah. on a talk show, even like last month he was on, I think the tonight show or something. And he's been kind of, kind of saying, Oh, maybe this is going to be a four. Maybe I'm going to write one. I don't know if a, if a 60-year-old Michael Myers can talk about <laughs> fart jokes and still make it fly. Um, I'm not sure, right? So, yeah, maybe he can. I don't know. So so I'm kind of like in between on that. Um, I, I think that, that if, you let, if you let comedy uh, 
make you laugh, he'll make you laugh. And and I and, and you know what? When, when, the whole thing in the tub when he's like, and she farts and she goes, oh my God, how dare you fart before me? Because oh, I didn't know it was your turn, baby. You know, I mean, yeah. that's kind of funny, right? It's just it, it's just funny stuff. So um so yeah, so I I, I think it does stand the test of time. Um, I'm not sure if a four would come out and stand the test of time. I'm not sure. Um, but but yeah. definitely, uh, it, it's still funny. It really is. And and I but on record, I think I like two better. But just just uh, <laughs> but I but it was fun to go back. And I had to go back because I would have said jokes from two that weren't in one. I'd be like, hey, I remember the time the rocket ship goes up and he's like, Hey, Johnson. And you know, obviously, it's yeah. it's not yeah. in the first one. So um, similar jokes. But I I, I thank thank oh, we God brought I went up, back. Though. We brought not that yeah yeah that no but part, they got they got it went back to watch the first one because I do get them mixed up a little bit that's all yeah yeah I I do too I definitely get them mixed up a little bit sometimes because and I forgot so that that mini me wasn't in the first one I I actually forgot that I'm like where's mini me like what the hell and because uh, <laughs> yeah. you're so used to mini me now that it's mm-hmm. so tough to go back and he's missing in the first one so. Yeah, Minimi is yeah. awesome. And I think Fat Bastard's <laughs> funny too. Or when he's well, like, that's I don't right. Yeah, corn. yeah. Fat Bastard was very funny and no, very he's fat. He's so yeah. funny. Yeah. 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 I don't remember eating corn. <laughs> <laughs> Jay? Um, so, no, but like we actually did skip over Melanie. We were like, oh, I, I'm I sorry. Was joking. No, Melanie? Because she went, no, she went, she went. I agree. And then I was like, okay, Steve. Like, because it oh, I'm like sorry. She's not gonna, like, if I spoke out so. of turn, no. that's, uh, did no, I influence you, Melanie? Did it it, anything I said tonight, did it influence you to make you think, maybe? So I usually go off of, um, to me, something holds up. And so to me, first of all, it doesn't look dated. It's super colorful. It's it's placed, you know, it, it, you know a lot of, some of it's placed in the 60s and then trying to get into the way that they're dressed, you know, and, and you know their little spy outfits and stuff, it, it that's that kind of a movie it is. So it, nothing looks like it's kind of dated in the movie. Besides, like his, I mean, he's looking at his '60s car that's from the 1960s, so that's not dated. The way he's dressed in a lot of it is obviously he's supposed to be from the '60s, and so just nothing to me looks dated. Doesn't feel dated. The music score is amazing. To me, I kind of base things off of if. Um, if you were to bring people over your house that has never seen this and sit them down and watch it, would they enjoy it? Would they laugh at it? If it were to come out in the movies today um, and no one has seen it, it, would they? Would people be laughing in the movie theater? And I 100% say yes. And um, I, I just I think the jokes definitely still hold up just because of it's just good writing and rarely really good actors and really funny facial expressions with these people. Like just even a facial expression alone from one of these people is going to crack you up. Yeah. So I think it definitely holds up. <laughs> awesome. Um, I agree. I think it holds up. Um, I think um, like I know even today, you know, like this, maybe some of the jokes would like be, a little over the top to some, but like not, I, w- I wouldn't say it's too much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and yeah. you know, like I think they also pull it off with some innocence Yeah, that it does. It's not like, you know, meant to be offensive. It's more like, you know, like there's, there's moments, especially if Austin is delivering the joke, Austin is six, you know, is, is uh, 30 years behind. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, so he can't tell. So, like, it's it's funny, you know. I mean, it works on on those levels, Mm -hmm. and nobody had done anything quite like this. Like I said, this isn't. It didn't feel like a spoof. Yeah, not in the way that a traditional spoof would be, like airplane 
and you know naked gun and all those like scary movie felt like you know like weird and sillier yeah like this was like it seemed like the story yes it was silly but you know i mean it was still like people that you know original characters didn't feel like it was based on people even if they were mm -hmm. you know so i think that really helped it along and mike myers is is phenomenal so yeah he's awesome um and and, and i was actually i gotta say I, I know it's probably meant to follow um how bond always had a different girl in every episode i was actually very disappointed that she was not the girl in part two yeah like i'm not and nothing against heather graham nothing against heather graham yeah it's like I was I was hoping for another with her in it yeah. and other things, but you know I guess they were just doing what they did and they made her a robot. That's that didn't make something. any sense. That did but, not make yeah, sense we didn't like that at all. I know they had to try to think of a way to get rid of her, but um, there's no way she was a robot. I mean, she was jealous of like, you know, she was she was what's her face is Mimi Rogers' daughter. She had talked to her on the phone. She was uh, jealous of him. By the way, another girl. Good match. Like, huh? Yeah. They look alike, like you know what I mean. Like they look like they could be mother and daughter yeah. as far as their. But it, they look like they could be related. But if a four yeah. came, only out, like a ten year difference. Uh, but if a four came out, you, you would almost think that they'd have to go with a younger model, right? I mean, they probably would not. I mean, I'm not. I haven't seen uh, uh, Graham or, or you know. I, I I I'm assuming. I mean, this is this is. Uh, I don't think she was in part thirty three, years right? later. Like it was, uh, Beyonce, no, right? she was just that in part two. Beyonce in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Beyonce was part three. Yeah, I mean, I, I would assume that it's like the Bond girls. It's always a different girl, right? He would, he would have to go with like a younger whoever is. I mean, I, I don't know who would be who would be a good character to to do, you know, nowadays. But I would I would say it would definitely be a younger actress. Yeah, yeah. and who knows what they're going to do with makeup? I mean, Doctor Evil is going to look the same because of all True. the makeup that they can put on him. I he mean, was he already old. Yeah, he was already old. Yeah, you know, let's put it this way, guys. Um, Mike Myers has already donned the baseball hat and the mullet and looked very good as Wayne. Yeah. Um, at, like in the last, like, however many years. So he still yeah. does it. He still pulls it off. So I can, I can see him definitely pulling off, uh, these yeah. characters again. That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you, Emma, uh, for, for joining us, by the way. I just want to, um, I hope you had fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that was our show. I'd like to thank Emma and Steve for joining us today. Um, and normally I ask, uh, tell us where we can find you. I think we know. Uh, <laughs> In her bedroom? <laughs> at Melanie's house. Eating at Reese's We're not going to give that info out. We're not going to do Studying for exams. Yeah. <laughs> With the leftover right. Halloween candy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's one good thing, especially my kids, uh, you know, going for uh, trick-or-treating. It's like, ha-ha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, well, I'd like to also thank Steve for um, uh, doing our intro and all our different voices. And uh, Draco and the Mouth Boys, once again, for our theme music. And uh, please like, rate, and subscribe to our social media and YouTube page. And we'd like you to please tell your friends about us. Um, I am Jay Fortier, and on the behalf of the absent Chris Martineau and also uh, Melanie Howerton, I'd like to thank you again for joining us here on the Film Crickets. And until next time, movies may not age like fine wine, but we drink them anyway. Bye. See ya. Film Cricket, out movies.